Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Emergence Podcast with me, Jakub van der Merwe. I can't remember how I sang that melody the first time, but it feels like I might have sung it quite similarly because it it's almost it's the natural way that my brain wants to sing that little tune. Da 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 da, you know. So maybe maybe I'll work on that and make a proper little jingle at some point. Probably not. Um, being being the father of a beautiful and imaginative and very articulate two-year-old girl and sort of doing most of what you do from home at this point means that you have to very carefully select when you want to do anything um, which is not directly related to parenting. So I've been sort of trying to find a gap here and there today. I don't know if you can hear in the background I'm being summoned once more by the aforementioned no no I'm not sending a voice note this is like this is a podcast yeah remember I explained to you it's like it's a little bit like a voice note except it's to everyone to anyone who wants to listen you you sort of send ah my wife is intervening and creating a creating an invitation for another activity um yeah, no, the, the concept of a podcast is very intriguing to Mila, my two-year-old daughter. Um, the idea that you can record your voice, you know, for everyone is very exciting to her. In fact, we we did a little piece of dialogue earlier today when I when I, when she asked what I was sort of trying to do. Yeah, I might at some point release that into the world. It was very sweet what she said. Um but yeah, no, the, the distraction has not worked and Mila approaches. So I'm going to have to pause and maybe not include this piece, but maybe I will. And then I'll sort of, you know, just take it from there and say say the other things. Um, it's going to take approximately five to ten minutes. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, so I'm going to pause and then I'll carry on a bit later. Right, so as I was saying. Um, so a couple of days ago, I uh, opened a, a a video link to, I think the Gauteng Film Commission had done some video recordings about some or other meeting they were having about the sort of Gauteng film industry. And I just scanned through one or two of the videos and um, the one lady opened her talk with a, an African proverb that said, if you want to walk fast, go alone. If you want to walk far, go together. And uh, yeah, kind of struck me as a, you know, uh, over these past few weeks, I've obviously been thinking about this podcast and what it could be. Um, I love the premise of the fact that I have no idea what it is and then I'm just going to let it become its own thing over time. Um but yeah just that thing about you know when i move on my own i can move a lot faster but i i don't know like i i like the proverb and i i get what it's saying but i was hoping that i could achieve both of those things like doing most of the work on my own so that there's a sort of speed to it 
even though there's been a two week delay between the first and the second episode, which is already <laughs> concerning. Um, but I, I don't really care. I mean, I'll, I'll go as fast as I can. There's no real rules, which is actually the fun thing about it, I guess. Um, but also, uh, if you want to walk far, go together. So, you know, I, I don't want each episode to just be rambling monologues. Um, some feedback from different friends and people that have listened to the first episode has varied from this is very entertaining and it's nice that you're just sort of rambling on your own to dude get some structure going you know like uh and I, both of those opinions are valid and i don't really know like i i want to keep sort of just pursuing whatever it is that this podcast wants to be um and i i won't talk about the nature of the podcast in every single episode obviously at the beginning of the podcast it makes sense that I would be thinking about that and talking about it. But anyway, what that made me think of the, the African proverb was um, a Venn diagram that I saw on um, the the online post-mortem for one of the best YouTube video essay channels, which is called Every Frame a Painting. It was run by two um, video essay makers, Tony Zhao Zhu and his partner... Um, who is Taylor um, Taylor uh, Ramos um, and they made these beautiful a beautiful series of videos if you haven't checked out the every frame of painting YouTube channel yet do yourself a favor um, but anyway in their post-mortem when they sort of stopped making uh, video essays together they published this beautiful piece of writing about their process and about what they'd learned about making video essays and I don't know it's one of the most moving things I've read I don't know why like it the first time I read it when I got to the end I literally cried a little bit it doesn't take much apparently to get me to cry but anyway it, I definitely don't cry as often as I'm making it sound on this podcast um, by the way the structure of today's podcast is going to be this little opening vibe um, and then it's a live recording of a show um, that I did a couple of weeks ago. And then a tiny little epilogue, which is a little surprise. If, you, if, the, if the show gets, gets a bit long for you, if it's not your vibe, please do just enjoy the last 10 minutes of this podcast, which is a strange little... It's like an Easter egg, I guess, but now it's not really because I've announced it. But... Um, it's a little drunken epilogue, uh, but when I when I listened to it again, I was like, "It's cool. I'm I'm gonna keep this in the podcast." Anyway, uh, there was something related to what I was saying now. But anyway, back to the point. So, uh, on every on every frame of paintings post mortem, they they sort of uh, have one of the points is point twelve. They they've sort of got the structure to their to their post mortem is nobody can cheat the triangle. And they say everyone who works in filmmaking knows the triangle. Faster, cheaper, better. Pick two. A film can be made fast and cheap, but it won't be good. Or you can make it fast and good, but it won't be cheap. Or it can be cheap and good, but it won't happen fast. So it just made me think of that proverb about, you know, speed, quality. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I want to try and cheat this Venn diagram um, and see if I can move quite fast, cost effectively, and still have a good product. 
I don't know. I mean, the fact that I'm recording on my phone and not some epic studio mic is already perhaps a a sign that the one of those three things is not in place. Who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah, so this week's content is going to be, the bulk of it is going to be this show. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, just for context, I guess, like, I, I, I won't... I won't do this every... Uh, who knows what the fuck I'm going to do. I'll stop saying what I'm not going to do and what I am going to do because I don't know what I'm going to be doing, you know? I really don't know, Yaku. You know, just get get over that that little thing. Okay. So, in 2015, I realized that I was surrounded by this group of musicians and kind of audiovisual artists who were doing this really interesting work. Um, and I might do a whole episode about sort of Varelt later on. But I realized I was the person who cares enough about all of this beautiful art that was being made around me to do something about it, to sort of start a collective which could function as a platform. Um, so I did. Um, so in 2015, I started this thing called Varelt. It was called Varelt Records originally. The word Varelt is an Afrikaans word which means world. Um, the easiest way to just check out what Vadalt has been doing since 2015, since we started, is to check out Vadalt underscore SA on Instagram. So that would be W-E-R-E-L-D underscore SA on Instagram. It's just a collective of um, South African audiovisual artists. And we've just had a lot of fun. We've done so many cool shows, um, various different projects. Anyway... At some point in the journey, I connected with a wonderful illustrator, designer, and hustler uh, called Sydney Keeney uh, from America. She was studying at Open Window at the time and then sort of working there for a while um, as a designer. Uh, the Open Window is the design and film school where I work. Um, and I think in like 2017 or 18 or 19, somewhere there, we, we did a project together for Varelt called the Hunter-Gatherer Playlist. And um, a little while after that, sort of Sydney got quite involved in, in Varelt's projects and stuff and doing a lot of design work and eventually also organizing a few gigs and stuff. And one of the things she kickstarted uh, together with another dude called Yapi Kruger or Yapi Krier. What's up, Yapi? Sydney, by the way, has moved back to Mexico at this point. What's up, Sydney? I have no idea if you'll be listening to this, but... Uh, miss you and hope you're doing well and it looks like you're still doing the same stuff which is organizing events and designing stuff and bringing people together so good on you keep doing that shit and hopefully one day in the future we can do some battle shit again together anyway and yapi uh, is also a nomadic wanderer of the earth and a befocked photo photographer and a writer um, anyway so between the two of them they got some energy going and they sort of started this series of shows under Vadal's banner in a in a cool little hipster coffee shop called Ophelia. Rest in peace like so many other beautiful venues in South Africa. You know, they I think they didn't make it. Uh, I don't know what the context was. It might have been even pre-COVID. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, I think in like 2019, we ran three of these shows and I thought of the name for the shows. Um, it, I'm quite proud of this name. It's really cool. And the, the basic premise, the concept for these shows was we were booking spoken word poets to perform with musicians, but 
like separate sets. So you'd have a spoken word poet doing a set and then a musician doing a set. The eventual vision, the eventual goal was to also sort of collaborate and improvise a little bit between the musician and the spoken word poets. We never got there, uh, I don't think. Um, anyway, so we did three of these shows in Oph at the Ophelia Cafe. They were all beautiful, um, you know, well attended, lovely little cozy. This was all pre-COVID. So it was like end of 2019-ish. I think Sydney, as far as the mythology goes, caught the last plane out of South Africa going to Mexico, something like that. It was a crazy, crazy story. Um, yeah, anyway, that that already is like more than a year ago, hey? Suddenly it dawns on me. This is May 2021. Um, anyway, and then... Uh, oh, yeah, just, just like in May 2020, we did the May Day sessions, which was the series of individually done live stream shows. I think there was 18 artists on it. Uh, most of us were in Joburg and somewhere in Cape Town. One or two people, one or two South African artists were even live streaming from Berlin. Uh, so it was a cool, it was a cool, it was a really nice little uh, series of concerts. And Sydney designed the poster and the logos and everything for those May Day sessions as well. I think that's the last official thing we did together like a year ago. Anyway, so uh, so the name of this series of shows was the World Play Sessions. And for, you know, I just like it a lot because the word varult means world. And it's obviously word play on <laughs> the word word play. And then it's, uh, you know, playing with worlds is kind of the concept. It's like where worlds come together, different worlds, uh, specifically being different mediums, the world of the spoken word poet, the world of the musician, trying to get these these things to come together and the worlds i don't know south africa is a is a wonderful place if you're a storyteller or creative because of how many different like radically different worlds are coexisting um you know just on every imaginable level but especially on the sort of creative uh in the creative world um it's lovely for me when worlds come together one of my favorite just a quick little riff one of my favorite projects uh, of that nature was a, a TV show that a friend of mine, Dion Maas, what's up Dion, living in Berlin currently, uh, created called Jam Sandwich, which put these, which put like, like, like radically different musicians together in an episode, made them do sort of culturally, you know, divergent things, like sort of having fun, but also sometimes more, more challenging things together just to just to sort of get mus even the musicians to just encounter each other's worlds in new ways and then make a song together you know and it, the shoot would usually happen like over a weekend my my one band Bitter Ender uh, did two of those episodes we did one with The Soil which is this kind of a cappella soul group um, really nice really nice humans um, and then we did one with DJ Spoko, rest in peace. Spoko passed away in the meantime. Uh, but we did a, a song with him. He, I think his style of music was called like Bacardi, Bacardi House. He had a very specific style that he developed there in Attridgeville. And he was like one of those interesting electro producers who's kind of more well known outside of South Africa than in South Africa. But anyway, we made a cool song together. That song was used in the episode and then 
you know, kind of disappeared. I think I have like a really low res MP3 version of that song somewhere. And apart from that, the file is gone. And the song with the soil was such a cool song. And then fucking Sony blocked us. Like, I still don't know what the fuck happened there. It still like irritates me when I think about it because it was such a such a cool moment and a beautiful song that we made together. Very catchy chorus, like beautiful singing by the soil, you know, Afrikaans rap verses, like Peach and Louis beats. It was just a nice vibe. And then we were very keen to release the song for free and even on twitter they were like after the the show aired on sabc two or three i can't remember whether the show used to air there was like so many people asking where's the song where's the song where's the song and it would have i think it would have been beneficial for both bands careers you know like well obviously for better ender to also be exposed to like uh you know a different part of the kind of uh the south african demographic because we we get pinned with like Afrikaans rock bands a lot, you know. I guess that makes sense, but it's also not it's also not really what Peter Ender is. But anyway, um, and the dudes from the soil were like, "No, man, it's cool. We're gonna we're gonna get this song out. Like, you know, let's do this. Let's do this." And then the suits and ties got involved, and I still don't know what their reasoning was for why the song was blocked, but they just wouldn't allow, you know, Sony. Uh, wouldn't allow the song to get released and the soil themselves were like what like they didn't understand they wanted to release the song but still don't know what happened there drama and like years later people would still be tweeting and asking where's that song where's that song so sony where the fuck is that song i still don't know like and that that must have been like 20 i want to say 14 something like that anyway um Lots of funny little stories, hey, of things in the world. This intro is supposed to be five minutes long. It's now definitely gone over that. But um, so uh, at the beginning of April, beginning of May, uh, this was the last show that I did, um, probably for the foreseeable future, just while this third wave thing is happening. But anyway, it was, I really, really enjoyed it. And my friend Pomolo, uh, who is from a band called Flex of He and I, uh, performed with me and my friend Lawrence performed with me. So it was the three of us. Lawrence was making music. Pomolo or Flex was uh, also doing spoken word poetry. And then we ended the show with a kind of poem tennis where we, like I did a piece, he did a piece and Lawrence was providing music. And we ended up doing a kind of rap thing where like the, the world's longest rap song kind of emerged where we were... Like he would drop 16 bars, I would drop 16 bars and Pomolo like had a little chorus going that the whole crowd was singing along. Like it was fun. And Lawrence had had brought his synth drums along. He brought his kalimbas along and a couple of other synthesizers. And he was just very tastefully sort of weaving sounds and music into the poetry. The whole thing was completely unrehearsed. We had no rehearsals. And it was definitely in the same energy you know, of this concept of emergence, which is what I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I even talk about the concept of emergence at the beginning of the show. So I sat down uh, to edit the show. I thought maybe for, for this podcast, the second episode, I would just get snippets from that, that show, the world play show that we did at a venue called House Baba Dada in Pretoria. It's a new venue. It's uh, actually the home of Henk van der Skeef and his wife, Celeste. 
Uh, they've turned it into a kind of venue for cultural, slightly more artistic stuff, you know, not like rock bands. They had Felix LeBand there doing a show. Then they had Skolpasedno doing like a, a stand-up comedy show. And I think we were the third show, like, a, you know, so a spoken word thing. So it's a bit more, you know, culture and artsy kind of shit, intimate sort of at their house, obviously for now. You know, I think this month's Park Acoustics has also been cancelled. So for now, you know, the pause button has been hit. But in the foreseeable future, House Baba Dada is going to be a really, really cool venue for more intimate kind of sit downy type of, um, you know, more cultural art and culture kind of shows, which is my vibe. I mean, obviously, I love, you know, Opikopi Festival main stage rocking out like 20,000 people in front of the stage kind of vibe. Um, but I also really, really love, you know, sitting room, like living room concerts and like that deep, intimate connection with a, an audience that's really paying attention. And that's been what a lot of the Vattle shows have actually been. Even when we play larger venues, auditoriums and, and stuff, you know, like we, we pack out chairs usually and there's usually like a screen, often a big screen with the visual element. And it's about that really intimate connection with the audience. But like I said, I think... Later on, I might do a whole episode just about Vattled. Um So, yeah, so I sat down to edit the, the, the world play session that we had at House Baba Dada. And like, I couldn't figure out what to leave out because as I was listening to it, I was like, well, you know, I could edit this, I could edit that, but it kind of, why? So I've just left it in, you know, like some podcasts are, are like four hours long. This one probably won't even be two hours. Maybe it'll be just around two hours. But if you want to skip through whatever, you know, that's up to you. Each person can maybe, I think some people will find value in enjoying that entire show, which is why I've decided to leave it in. Look, I did actually edit it a little bit. I cut out just some of the dead air and a little bit here and there, like tiny, tiny, tiny little edits. But all the actual content, the the spoken word stuff, uh, the the performance bits, I kept in there exactly kind of as they happened. Um, Lawrence couldn't hear himself, so he was playing quite sort of tentatively in parts. Like he, he told me afterwards, he forgot, you know, that he wasn't. We should we like should have had a monitor or something. So he was almost scared to not play too loud, you know. So so the music is there, and at parts it's like it's like perfect you'll hear like it almost sounds like we rehearsed some of the shit um and that's the synergy you know that i that i was hoping to to find in this sort of unrehearsed space and lawrence is just the perfect musician for this i mean he like plays kalimbas and synthesizers and he's actually a drummer but he doesn't really like drums he's like a, a fucking amazing drummer like a jazz drummer he used to play in carlo Mombelli's band if that means anything to anybody um so yeah, shout out to Sydney, shout out to Yapi, shout out to House Baba Dada and Henk and Celeste for making another cool venue in Pretoria and for hosting us that night. Um, shout out to my friend Vikas Devet, the photographer who came through and took some awesome pictures. Uh, Vikas and I have also worked together in a very emergent style um, on a previous project called Vat Binnaus, which means that which is inside. Um, Vikas took a series of photographs and I wrote poems about them. That's the book I, I, the book of poems I put out before also. Um, and I also want to thank my friend Yandre van Heerden uh, on Instagram. He is called A Real Sound Guy uh, for pitching up with his Zoom recorder and recording the entire show. 
I brought my Zoom H1 and I put it in the fireplace of House Baba Dada and then two people sat right in front of it. So I got this kind of muffled recording, but it actually sounds pretty cool. And Yandre literally put his Zoom on the floor as well. So, so I have these two Zoom recordings, my little H1 and I, I don't know which model of Zoom Yandre has. I'm not really a techie, but he's got a nicer one, you know, like a, a better quality recorder. And I literally have just mixed those two together. I kind of synced them and then I mixed them together uh, and, you know, compressed them a little bit and tried to denoise here and there and sort of try to find a level between the two uh, just to get the best possible sound for you guys listening to this podcast now. Uh, and I think it's I think it's listenable. You can let me know afterwards. Um, we didn't sort of plug anything into the desk. I mean, we could have, because then we could have mixed the music a bit and all of that. But, you know, it's the emergency podcast, y'all. <laughs> speed, quality, and what is the other one? Um, speed, quality, and uh, fast, good, and cheap. You know, I guess this is fast and cheap. Oh, shit, that means it's not good. No, it doesn't mean that. Um, it's good and fast. Shit, that means it's not cheap okay i don't know you see what i'm saying like i i think you can hit all three of these anyway um then yeah so i think i've said the shout out to everybody then in every episode i'm going to sort of try make one specific recommendation of something that you can follow uh follow up on or you know i, I mean i think i end up always mentioning many things in each in each kind of episode probably but you know chance favors the connected mind uh, as I said in episode one, quoting from that dude, Evan Johnson, who did the, the TED talk about where do good ideas come from. Um, but in, in episode one, I definitely um, pushed a, a short docky. It was called Aleatoric. It's eight minutes long. You can find it on Vimeo and it's about the books. Um, and that would definitely be a gateway if you watch that little docky. It's so good. It's just so beautiful. And it's about their creative process. Um, and it's a really well-crafted little film. Um, and it will definitely encourage most of you who are here to find out who the books are and to, to you know, like go on the journey with their music. Um, so that's what I recommended in episode one, the official recommendation. And this time, the thing I'm recommending is the Every Frame a Painting Postmortem, which is on medium.com. Um, so both of these links I will post in my Patreon uh, page, on my P Patreon page. So I started this Patreon community in October 2020, um, where after like a whole year basically of not playing shows and kind of just missing connecting with people, um, you know, I was already sponsoring a couple of people on Patreon. I was already a patron of uh, my homie Jerome Rex, who is an amazing rapper from Cape Town, rapper, singer, creative podcast host guy, um, and Jean-Louis Parker, who is the the singer and instrumentalist and songwriter for Academy. Um, I was already, you know, sponsoring or pay, pay, I was <laughs> patronizing is not the right word. Actually, what, I, I joined a Patreon uh, kind of community live stream the other day and they were making jokes about that. Like they haven't quite figured out what the actual word is for like the verb of what it is to that you're doing on Patreon because patronizing sounds really bad and you don't want to say patronizing you know like so they had a whole like people were trying to come up with what the correct word is for the verb of what you're doing uh, you know when you're when you're 
helping when you're supporting somebody on on patreon um and i also support the blind boy podcast which is one of my favorite things in the whole world and also a massive inspiration for for me you know not only just in terms of the podcast that this dude does but just his whole vibe and like you know he writes short stories he does documentaries uh he's also a rapper of a band that was famous like 10 years ago <laughs> lots of parallels anyway and um and i also support dale mcgowan who does like some of my favorite podcasts in the world including how music does that which i can highly 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 recommend along with uh, the blind boy podcast those are two of my favorite podcasts in the world um and i also support uh clanky.com they're not on patreon but i do a similar vibe and also wikipedia those are my six that i'm currently kind of supporting and my pledge to myself was with every 20 new uh, patrons that I get on my Patreon account, I'm going to sponsor one more person. And I, I've actually found lots of people that I've got on a little list, but, you know, first need to get those 20 new signups. So the way Patreon works, I know a lot of South African people aren't very familiar with it, but it's like a, a crowdfunding from, from your perspective. It's really easy. You just commit to like one monthly donation and it starts at $3. Like my lowest tier is a $3 contribution. Uh, per month and it just goes off on your credit card it, it's it's basically like giving a like on a social media post except you like it enough that you would give three dollars a month I, I don't know what three dollars is on the current exchange rate it's probably like three million rand but it's it's probably something like fucking like 50 rand um so it's like, would you buy me a coffee? You know, is the way that that blind boy says it. And I'm going to keep making shit anyway. My stuff will remain free. You know, like the, the albums I make are on DistroKid. These days, you know, music is more or less free. You just have to, you know, pay one little monthly thing to be on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. Um, so that, that's been, that carpet's been completely pulled out from under the feet of musicians who used to be able to make money from selling albums. Um, and, you know, so that's that's free. Podcasts are pretty much free unless you're sort of going to Luminary or some of these other paywalls uh, sites. Uh, but I'm going to keep just putting my shit out for free. So, yeah, but if you if you dig the content that I'm making, if you connect with it, please do consider becoming a patron. And once you're inside the Patreon page, there's all kinds of other, you know, I've I think you immediately just get access to everything I've posted there since 2020, which includes random odds and ends and different things that I've done. There's a, a video of me doing a, an acoustic cover of a Phoebe Bridger song, as well as a Chevelle song, um, as well as pages from my journals with old lyrics and, uh, you know, backstories of the, the stories behind certain tracks that I've made and f old photographs from those processes as well as current things that i'm busy with and etc it's just a place where i sort of post things that i think people would find interesting you know who who have connected with my creative um projects over the past 24 years since i've been i think it, it, this is the 24th year uh since i sort of started my first band and started writing my own songs and playing them in front of people um yeah so much love to everybody that has connected with me just from the, the the first episode of the podcast already i got such cool feedback and really encouraging stuff and obviously much love to everybody on the patreon uh page 
Um, and yeah, tell your friends, drop reviews, do all that shit that that helps. If you if you feel this is a worthwhile thing to support, um, look out for the little epilogue at the end of this one. I think I've I wrote down kind of what I wanted to say here, and I think I've covered everything. So, oh, so it's Patreon.com/slash Yakuf under Marva. Uh, I mean, it's easy enough to find. And when you're on Patreon, you'll see there's so many cool things. If the God of the Apocalypse has blessed you with a job and you would like to make a meaningful contribution to all of the artists who are sort of forced to find new ways of connecting with audiences and of generating income. I think at this point, my Patreon community hooks me up like on a monthly level with about with roughly what I would get for doing one acoustic show in a previous life pre-covid um so it's not you know it's it's beautiful it's so lovely and i i I love the connection as well that's what i was gonna say somebody saying yo here's three dollars a month is like worth a million times more than someone liking anything that you post you know somewhere else that that little pledge it feels like love it's like a space where money can equal somebody sending you love you know and uh I love that. I think it's a powerful and a beautiful thing. And like I said, I've been doing it myself, you know, for for years already. Yeah. So um, I think that's all the housekeeping and intro vibes that I had in mind. Um, I have plenty of ideas for what I want to keep doing in episode three already. I've sort of mapped out what I'm going to do in episode three. Um, And I'm going to start being a little bit more regular with uploading stuff. And uh, yeah. Please do enjoy the World Play Sessions recorded at House Babadada in Pretoria. Um, on I think this happened on the 6th of May. I, I stand corrected. I actually can't remember what the date on that was. But it was the last show that I did. We, we canceled the Bitter Ender show that was supposed to be the, the following weekend. Um, just in the in the context of the, the third wave. Anyway, may the third wave come and go and may we be resilient and uh yeah cool <laughs> enjoy so uh i'm just checking can you all hear me in the back there so um welcome everyone i think the biggest trap of this evening is that we're gonna forget that it's a weak night uh, i've already kind of forgotten that so i'm really excited about this evening's show, there's something uh, synchronous about it that is making me believe in the energy. There's going to be many images flying around, created mostly by words. You're going to be daydreaming or evening dreaming. You're going to be in and out. You know, my request to you is just to try and be here. Um, we're, we're each going to have very different journeys this evening. Um, so I'll introduce the three players. I mean, most of you know, uh, you know, you, you've at least read our names on the flyer. Some of you are just here because you've heard about this place. I met someone outside. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I saw this place, and I, like I've been dying to come." You know, and also my roommate is a big fan of yours. I'm like, "Okay, you know, thank you, but your roommate stayed at home." But anyway, here you are, and you are here to enjoy this place. So what a lovely place. Let's give a, a warm round of applause to Hank and Celeste for welcoming us into their home. How's Baba Baba motherfuckers? Uh, with Crisis Cafe, the world's smallest illegal bar in, in the lovely city of Pretoria. 
So we're going to do three things basically tonight. There's going to be sort of three chapters. We're just going to let it flow spontaneously. We haven't practiced Foco. We don't really know what's going to happen. There might be three languages. There might be more than three languages. There might be many things that you don't understand or that you understand only in your own way. And that's the beautiful thing about words. As you can tell, we've already started weaving them and they are lingering in the space. So tap in and do what you do. The first thing I'd like to do is read from my new book of poems, which is called Also. I am going to force you to listen to the whole thing. It takes about 20 minutes. When I'm done with that, then my friend Flex is going to do a set, and then we're going to do a call and response set that we have not practiced at all. We have no idea what's going to happen. We want that energy of emergence to be in the space. I was watching a docu by about one of my favorite bands in the world. They called the Books. And it's just two dudes. It's like this American guy and this Dutch dude who's in a wheelchair. And he just, I mean, that's an irrelevant fact, really. But I mean, it's just <laughs> interesting that he is in a wheelchair. And what this dude does is he just records the world. So he had like this mini disc recorder and he just started recording things and he built it like this crazy archive of sound. And then he met this American dude, Nick Zambuto, and the two of them became a band and they just sampled things. From, does anybody know the books here? Anyone? Only Ali, okay. This is just like a Monterey but Do you know that movie? And Ali's not always seen it. Anyway, uh, the books are amazing. They made like their own style of music. It's a little bit like hip hop because obviously you're sampling, you're, you're using found sound and you bring it together. Anyway, long story. The one dude says, he doesn't like to plan things. He believes in this concept of emergence. And emergence is setting up the space in which things are bound to happen. And that's kind of, you know, when I heard that, I was like, boom, that's what I've been doing my whole life now. I have another way to think about it. So I'm going to scatter a couple of these books into the crowd. You can read with someone or whatever. No one is under any obligation to buy one. But if at the end of the reading you would like to buy one, they cost 150 grand, and you can speak to me about that. So this is the fifth time that I am reading these in public. Just, I don't know, it's possible, it's possible. There's not a lot left. These are the last few first editions. And I'm happy to see one or two people who have actually endured this reading before who are here again. Did you bring your, your Bible with you? it in the Well, if you can read along, I think it's a nicer experience if you read the words. And uh, my friend Lawrence Ferreira is here. Um, and I also don't know what he's going to do. So let's see what happens. Uh, I wrote these poems between 2014, 15, 16, and 2020. And I dedicate them to my two girls. And that's enough from page one. And then we move to page four. Congregation, if you would be so kind as to turn to page four. <laughs> also, when the world's most spectacular view somewhere in the misty South American mountains can only be seen through a mesh, and the world's loneliest man has perfected every bird whistle. And every person who has ever locked people in cages has been safely locked in a cage. And every great novel has been read twice, once for enjoyment and orientation and unfiltered intensity of effect, and the second time for marginalia. And the nine billion names of God have blotted out every star. And everyone who has cheated in a board game or a learner's license test or a government budget has received the exact amount of oral sex they deserve. And insects have overrun everything. 
and there is nobody left to wonder about the columns of smoke on the horizon or the brown tint in the clouds and forest debris becomes indistinguishable from things that are alive, then we will know that we have piled our piles high enough that it was all worth it. That music is what we will miss the most as we drift around in space where no person can sing and be heard. That there was nothing we could have done. That time and gravity defeated us before we even attempted to put up something resembling a fight. That there is always worse something, something, something worth turning back for. But also that we have lost all ability to measure worth. Yeah. Also... We will remain in the exact positions that the wind left us. We will stay down, motherfucker. We will not start any revolutions or hold secret meetings. We will help ambush Tom Jode and Andris Pretorius at the mouth of Botany Bay. We will enjoy the playlist in the mall and the elevator and the hospital and the taxi rank and the wedding and the art exhibition and the back of the bus. We swear on this day not to mix languages or types of alcohol and that we will never develop a sense of humor about things we don't understand. And that we will sleep in parliament and gloat in parliament and lose weight in parliament through a systematic program of pole dancing and mixed martial arts, cage fighting and bikini clad, oil wrestling and ab crunches on the scales of justice. And we will remain unimpressed by the sincerity of your greetings or your attempts to build shelters or your student films with the emphasis on ambush. Also, when you are dressed before the sun is up and your fighting fish has died and is floating unrecognizably in the darkness of your living room and all the flowers of the world are gathering together preparing for their great and final migration twisting around each other in little whirlwind bursts on the plains and your step-grandparents have slipped on bathroom tiles and lain down for the last time and being outside is making it worse because you can hear the incoherent dialogue of children and insects. Remember then the way grass can live underwater and in snow, a palm folding around a neck, a painting of a burning ship, the glimmer of animal eyes in the night, the first gasp, the metal of needles inside flesh, a room buzzing with a language and smells that you don't understand. And in that half-lit room, you will know why it is so funny to see people that you love running quickly. Also, in the open wound of a new year, in the journey's home, in the pregnant and uncared for dog, in the undeserved praise, in the subsidies that make poetry possible, in the associational form that links our past to the now, in the 27 Club, in the tallies kept silently by hospital beds, in earphones, in nightfall near rivers, in creaking furniture and failing organs, in Christmas decorations and other first world problems, in the completely perfect screenplay which can never, never be transferred from the mind to the page to the clock director to the untalented cast to the mind of the dumb fucking viewer, in the rain that affects important cricket matches, in the hymen, the hymnal, and the heimlich maneuver, there lies this incessant, stridulating hum. In 
the hymen, the hymnal, and the heimlich maneuver, there lies this incessant stridulating hum. A coded message about the brevity of our lives and how our closest peers cannot possibly ever know who we are. Also, I hope this email finds you unwell, cringing in a corner, not finding the strength to admit that you will never be discovered, that at the end of your little session on a planet, very few people would even have noticed your massive hairstyle decisions, your brave calls, your big moments on dance floors, behind steering wheels, on beaches, on pitches, in bathrooms, in your clever social media puns. And when you are gone, a handful of millennials might puke some emojis on your wall with their left eye strapped onto an anime episode and their right hand strapped onto some other kin. What am I thinking? Really? That's how you cue me? Actually, that's pretty good. I'm totally tempted. I will commit fashion crimes to score Nyaupe. I will cower in a box behind electric wires arranged like guitar strings. A box on a box, endless rows of boxes, face brick fucking boxes. I will hide from the bricks in faces in a face brick box. From the fiery necklaces, I will not recognize myself from any number of years ago. Even the time I stashed a two liter tassen bath under my matric holiday bed and I stared at my own face in a mirror by the sea and I wept. And there were so many filthy rich people at the sea. I will not even remember that shit. Or the circus tents in townships, which are actually churches. Or the guy who sat down at my restaurant table trying to convince me that I knew him and then walked out shouting about how I had scratched his car when I said I didn't know him. Or the guys who switched my car off at the robot in Schumann Street. Or when I shouted, Futsack Bra to the burglar scrambling over my gate in the night after I had been practicing shouting, Tamaya Totsi in my head for years. All of this will be in my email signature, my Twitter bio. Everything I've ever written will be one long hashtag with no punctuation and Africa will make out with the West at the start of the world's worst porn film. Also, the country you were born in is burning. All its glass is breaking. you are screwing around in the malls, making out with other people's sisters, licking their tongues and buying them milkshakes with your credit card, sparing no thought for parents, what parents are and how they exist in these complex networks like spiderwebs around their children, and no thought for the way the countries are laid out, for cartography, for rivers that act as natural borders, for the fact that rivers change significantly rather quickly and some countries consist of a few hundred square meters less every decade. For the trenches of the first world war that could barely imagine a few hundred square meters. For words that spell things out. No! There are no spare thoughts with you, in you, but always an entourage of digital messages and the gentle drone of people screaming outside. Also, in that edX video, I watched two genuinely passionate older ladies stand in a square in an American city and discuss which of the fountains and buildings around them Walt Whitman would have seen and known. 
Remarkably few, as it turned out, the little talk very nearly caved in on itself in that regard, I felt. We invent these connections, surely we make them up. But if we didn't have that, we'd have nothing. And what is dead, and some artists suffer for a lifetime and their work makes serious money only when they're dead, and fuck that, but if we didn't have their work, we'd have nothing. So bless that, whatever, money is money. Insects will keep finding moist patches of desert sand. So anyway, one day when I'm dead and therefore legitimately famous, some knob might figure out that I stayed in room 616 of the Ventuk Hilton and they might look at the drawing four pages back in this book and they will realize the crane was probably being used to construct the FNB building which didn't exist when Van der Madre was gazing in that direction and improvising liberally and drawing. And that same knob will then reach certain conclusions about Van der Madre's optimism regarding the Namibian economy or his period of obsession with death, which becomes a lifelong obsession for anyone who bothers to think about it, of course or his love for his wife and her new smartphone, and new connections will be invented and believed, and large parts of it may be true, and art will mean something to someone with, which is all we have, but Fundamabra will be dead. Also, about that silhouette of a house in the dust thing, I've had a few new thoughts, which I will mercifully keep to myself. Although I must mention that I've quite enjoyed not being able to escape from said house or its shape in the growing darkness for many years. The walls which I could recognize already as a boy in the sea, afraid of the dark water behind the waves. The windows which illumined my schooling, the patterns on the ceiling which formed the foundations of my undying hopes regarding time travel. The parrots in the garden, the croaking erotic voices that made me turn and look, always a fraction too late to see the thing I thought I'd see. The endless colorful aquariums I imagined when I had no friends. The cigarettes in a field in France. The cutting of Breathless. The intertextual rap lyrics. A child seeing a stingray up close for the first time. And all of this in the foyer alone. Oh! 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 Oh, so fuck your private number. I will not answer. I can never be who you need me to be on the end of a line as a voice with a mind, a body imagined, or just a voice. Better without a beard, debatably. You are a pet project to me. A thought experiment. I leave little seeds for weeks before I give you more. It must not be rushed. You and it. You are it. Tag. Make sure none of your actors have American accents because... We are not in America. Also, how will we find each other? How will we find each other? Also, how will we find each other? Also, how will we find each other? I reckon separate SIM cards are safest, and I say so loudly, which is normal where I come from. You reckon we'll just know, but how? It's like a trance, this unnameable thing, pulling more words out. And it eases the paranoia, and it must be enough, but it definitely isn't when we are unfindable. I'm telling you, the lines must be crossing, this weird static, a voice from a screen is giving me tips. 
life hacks and your logical fallacy is .com and there's a rhythm to it which is so hard to drum to without feeling all stagey and over-rehearsed. There is no such thing. I know, we'll just know. Also, that dreaded vibe, I misremembered the boarding time and missed the flight. Remember when we sat on the balcony and watched the million swallows gather from everywhere to swirl around in a big bird tornado and the backdrop was this ocean of clouds and a few hours later the full moon swam amongst them all? Yes, I remember. This is the most important thing, you coward. Life is not a monologue as you seem to imagine. And be kind to the new vocalist. How is one supposed to replace a person with a name like Alice Glass? The celebrities at the airport could be recognized by their gruff voices uttering dreams and reasons not to give up. Also, my name is Baron Jacobus van der Merve, the fifth, possibly sixth. I am white, like a beach, like a cloud, like wood, non-negotiable. I am an African man. When I say this to post-postmodern intellectuals, there is always a raucous response. The statement is absurd. How dare I use a word like man in 2015? Also, life affords a precise amount of opportunities for unobserved observation. If they are missed, they can never be retrieved in precisely the way they occurred originally. Manual laborers are singing fragments of songs that are presumably stuck in their heads. A little pants sagging, a little spitting, but the overall Swiss efficiency cannot be disguised behind a baseball cap turned around suddenly. Even that is to get a clearer view of exact measurements with a skull against a curve. This one is for all of you that came out here tonight. Me and Flex and Lawrence obviously appreciate you being here. Also, don't spend so much time being uncomfortable. Find little ways to win pieces of the endless war with the sun. Let your eyelids do most of the work in this regard and use whatever is around you and the angles available to you to construct shade for your face and eventually for your mind. And what is left of you might even begin enjoying the sun. The contrast of white and green, the overheard conversations in every language on the planet. Essentially, this little piece of advice will enlighten you to your unshakable position on a deck chair stretched out under a rough blanket in the shade of a hotel in the mountains with one or two companions who have seen and remembered similar things to you. This is where you are now, on the deck chair, in the wind, essentially this little piece of advice will enlighten you to your unshakable position on a deck chair, stretched out under a rough blanket in the shade of a hotel in the mountains, with one or two companions who have seen and remembered similar things to you. This is where you are now, on the deck chair, in the wind. Ignoring the Asian kids Skyping in public, waiting for the sun.
Also, dear wandering planet, I found it, your heart, your most beautiful part, where every soul has to decide once and for all whether they believe in God. And a photographer takes a portrait at the viewing spot with that breathtaking backdrop. And the honesty of everyone's decision is finally etched onto the film for God to ponder over, or perhaps not. Either way, God will samba gracefully into the room, greeting everyone, winks and nods and quick little turns that melt hearts. And on that Latin beat, a gifted vocalist will sing that line from the national song about walking into a room and not lighting it up. And everyone will get it and laugh good-naturedly. Because God is exactly who we hoped. A friendly guy in an incredible suit who could just as well have been a girl. And when he glances briefly at you, you see that mother bear and you are a cub. And you sway gently from side to side on the pulse of the song. And you remember that photographer and what you said with that beautiful backdrop going behind you and you shake your head groggily, take one step forward and... Also, somewhere near, air is leaving lungs really fast. In a scream, whether from joy or fear is hard to tell, taking shelter is the thing. Also, if you have a moment on the sidewalk outside the megastore in Metropolis, write a poem. Say it like it is for you on that sidewalk, watching those people, because a hundred years from that moment, neither you nor any of those people will still be breathing or blinking or walking around. Make it 120 years to be safe. Apparently some people are living longer nowadays. Plus, Digimodernist technology is always getting us closer to eternal life, isn't it? So write, write what it is for you to be alive, to be around in a city, but to have known the woods, perhaps. Also, there is a larger, 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 larger engine at work here. Probably built in underneath the ship thing that seems to be moving, moving, moving us forward. Judging by the things left in our wake and the fact that there is a wake at all. And in a series of horror movie conventions, we fall in and out of love. We fall in and out of love, make final decisions for or against throwing our aching bodies into the dark water. Convince ourselves of anything we like. Build and destroy the binary doctrines by which we evaluate all the engines and all the ships and all the water and all ourselves. And in the evening of our lives, when keys, wallets, and phones are removed from every pocket, it becomes absolutely impossible to know who has conformed, to what degree, and who is truly subversive, and which is better. The only thing we can measure in the end is who is best at making and sustaining two different roles, the little fire we are all huddled around. Also, our children pick up on our little sayings. Our moms applaud in the audience wildly. The shearers spend 20 minutes sharpening their blades in contemplative silence, waiting for the foreman's signal. Dear God, why is my heart breaking? 
Sheep are nervous, but melt in the grips of hands that mold them like something inanimate, but wholly alive. There is love here. Trust and blades and pulling you around by your back legs. There is love here. Trust and blades and pulling you around by your back legs. The shit in your fur is spread out for everyone to see. And it's okay. The sun is warming the space in which we work. We blow kisses to the judges and thank the system for being the system. And promise each other that our futures will be bright. And we cry out loud enough on a high note. Higher than what our registers really allow. And we hope that our lack of self-belief will not affect the way that we battle. Also, in the politically correct climate generated by the ducks on a dam, I have completely forgotten what I meant to say. But some of it might still be floating around like sequences or still images from dreams that disappear in the morning. Or like washing an ashtray in a sink. But mostly it's gone. I'm confident there would have been something about being kind to old people, generous to babies, aiming for racial and sexual and national equality, respectful towards older artists, appreciative of waitrons, patient with drivers and pedestrians and people on bikes, harder on yourself, you sniveling little bitch, and more honest about your ideological spectatorship of the ducks on the dam. You are the ducks, and the breadcrumbs, and the dam and the national bird on the crest of the letterhead which perches atop the beautiful piece of paper on which you sign your rights and your life away. Dedicated to the president and the football team and the metal band and the outreach organization which accepts no grants. The end goal, which is arguably important to understand from the outset, is to reach that happy, paper-cutless place where no one will ask you, what are you doing here? Also, I have regurgitated the horseshoe, followed the dream images all the way through the simulation, and stood at the foot of the great stairs. Here, baby girl, we will be baptized and vaccinated. We will allow every single push notification to have our full attention, and we will retain the superhuman ability to pick up where we left off. Also, when my heart bursts on a Sunday morning and two girls pick up the pieces and wrap them in little yellow towels and store them relatively carefully in corners of various rooms, I hope you will be there to rummage through my book collections and make your choices, to feed my fighting fish. There will be plenty of little bits of flesh at hand, to write letters to my friends scattered all over the world in which my undying belief in them is clearly articulated and please God, can someone click another robot on my behalf every couple of hours? Also, I've become something akin to Twin Peaks Season 3. A sequel spaced out over a long enough period to deserve that creditworthy hashtag. In this instance, I stare backwards through my own prequels, my origin stories, and the cringing is disturbed, distributed in equal parts towards my lameness, my inability to pick the right word, and how tragically right I was about the world half a decade later. Like a Clark Dick Asimov vibe, although five years is not really worth any future prediction credibility, so 
Wait, 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 change, change, change that hashtag. Save the award speech for a maskless future date. Tonight I will listen to Joe chat to Yay, and the dust will be in every conceivable space once more, and I will finally understand WTF is going on. Except, why does even that word begin with un? Also, in a neat little graveyard in the desert, with two or three gravestones tidily encamped near the road, I saw a goat stand on its hind legs, reaching up to the leaves of the single small tree planted there. And it was the perfect poetic image. And I knew what it meant. friend Pomolo from a band called Flex of He and I. Those of you who know anything about Flex of He and I will know that Pomolo doesn't do a lot of gigs without his band. This is the first one in many years, which I think is why X even graced us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. So please give it up for Pomolo who is going to do a set and then we're gonna play some poem tennis or something. And give back my books if you don't want to pay for it. And if you want to pay for it, you keep it in my When we were children, we swung on trees, hung on dreams, paid flowers, visits, captured bees, unconscious investments, now life rather sweet. We caged birds just to be free, wandering souls, conquering mountains, barefoot, chasing after rabbits. After bad habits, made innocent mistakes, and belts were never known for waste. We made Grand run, her back bent like branches reaching out for the sun. Will she ever taste the sweetness of her fruits, the creativity of her juice, her wrinkles, history lines, and the remembrance of our youth? We were young, naughty scenes in hiding, but when seen, hidings were seen, and we ran that we carried freedom in our feet. When we were children, we swung on trees, hung on dreams, and we ran like we carried freedom in our feet, made Granny run, now her back bent like branches reaching out for the sun. Will she ever taste the sweetness of her fruits, the creativity of her jokes, her wrinkles, history lines, and the remembrance of our youth? We were kids, her wrinkles, history lines, like remembrance of our youth. We were not more flex then, if time is money, memories, and investment. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Flex on the band here and I, but when I was born, mother said I would be called Pomolo Sekamoto. So um, I'm gonna be reading a few poems for you, um, fairly new poems. So it's a series of short poems and I hope that you enjoy. I'm a son of a mother who cuts grass using a pair of scissors. When she is done, where she began has now become a forest. A. She says, there's no fire, only smoke held up by the sky. 
In a different setting, mother pulls out her wedding dress, carefully wraps it around her body as though to hug the memory, a distorted feeling faded by time. The sky misses the rain, and it too plays dresser. B. Magic a strange thing. Magic a thing. A thing of magic are strangers. I watch from a distance and admire your wizardry. How you spill into yourself. How you become both the cup and the mouth. And wonder, when did you become one with all your variations? I also witness how you drink yourself. Drunk-esque, become heavy during transition. Full and empty with nothingness. How do you struggle to drag yourself out of what you've become? D. Around the table we gather and hold hands. The candle holds the light. Silence holds our tongues. Do tongues hold secrets? Does darkness hold secrets? Do secrets hide meaning? Alternative take. We eat supper on our beds. Why do we hide in our throats? <laughs> to the loss that surrounds us. To the drowning that becomes us. To oceans for saliva. To the tears running back into our eyes, to lungs that do not become gills, to the betrayal of breath, from lifeguards to the gods of death. One day the sea will swallow the river. One day river becomes sea. One day we do not speak of a river. And one day strong shall see us. One day we shall be both here and gone, but for now here. A heavy song lost as lumps and throats, custodians of grief. We do not know the length of a wound, but time is for keeps. Night and light have always been one. What of the stars that shine brightest when dark? What of the seasons? Our loved ones leave us only to signal our arrival. Is our drowning but not baptism? Is this drowning but not cleansing of new self? Welcome. What are women having for breakfast, he asks. They are gargling salt water and spitting. Who occupies the homes between their teeth? Men. I see. Silence settles like dust. Men have beds in the mouths of women. Though they leave, they still sleep there, he adds. My left ear breaks. Wax warping darkness, body parts in half, and I wish my Libra away. 
OCD or CNS, a collision of noise and silence. My wife pokes it with a matchstick. I lay there, recall all bridges burnt before her. She tries a hairpin, and I'm reminded of how it's the small things that keep us together. I'm reminded of how it's the distance that brought us together. I did not mean for this poem to become a dead woman. Women both here and gone. A collision of life and death. A body minus breath. See sirens are sirens here. A sustained, exhausting rest. Men marching free, dressed in black. Meanwhile, women drenched in, am I next? A sustained, exhausting rest. Men conversing, profound, alive, in a different setting, a girl found, not alive, girls dying, men on Zoom eating poems, toddlers in their own homes dying, the same hand standing against violence, against women violate, women violence, woven to sing their demise, hands raised during a march, do not erase the stars, wrap a sir behind the bars, wrap a sir behind the bars, wrap a sir behind the bars, but wrap a sir never behind bars. Poet sir's poems uplifting, poet sir is gifting, poet sir word shifting, poet sir penmanship, the gift that keeps on giving, but poet sir's pen cannot write her back from missing. Poet sir cannot write her back to living While sir is scribbling The musician is composing Somewhere in your backyard There is a body decomposing Unwilling and writing the fucking song Before it is written Musician just cannot Musician just cannot Musician just cannot Musician just cannot exists. We paint to exist long after the final song, echoing the abyss, play music with breath, but, it, but, it, but it's in stillness we wish to sing, far deeper thing, in the unknown, poets know, conversations come close but silence, the best poem, maneuver through the complex, only just to land home. Long after the curtains close, the choirs hit the high notes. Will we still sound clearest even after dry bones? Only time moves. Notice how the winds for the losses. Measure off by piece of time, some of us horses. I respect the outcome, but more so the process. It's the work and the depth of the darkness that will nourish. The petals of our bright moments, 2020 tortoises. From the path that lay ahead, what good are the senses of instead of hearing the unsaid? We only have what hunger in the mouths of the fate. Mm. Mm.
So um, when I say right, I need my right hand side to say right. When I say left, I need you to say left. So it's really simple. Right? Left? Right? Left? Okay, we need to. Right? Left? Cool. So um, for the right hand side, focus on the second right. So right it for the right, right it for the left. Right it for the right, right it for the left, right it for the right, right it for the left. Cool, so that's how it goes. Right it for the right, right it for the left, right it for the people that are struggling with steps. So you'll be right it for the right, right it for the left, right it for the people that are garnering their strength. And you'll be right it for the right, right it for the left, right it for the people that are struggling with steps. And you'll be right it for the right, right it for the left, right it for the people that are garnering their strength. I do this for the wooden floors, I do this for the slow brew, do this like a connoisseur to taste life in full view. I want to give birth to a little moon, write life into her youth, travel across seven blocks, come back to kick with you. At home we cuddle crime but stay defiant. I want to juggle time and puzzle climate, for me flag above the clouds, the universe a pilot. I do this all to build a home, first I need to fix home, it's hard to fix a broken home beyond a leaking ceiling. Never take for granted the subtleties of breathing, a broken window bleeding, sunshine into your reading. Those are blessings out of season. I do this to take heed in the night whispers. A child who listens is past wisdoms from ancestors. Now bear witness to African intelligence and algorithms. I do this for the wooden floors. Hey, hey, I do this for the wooden floors. Write it for the right. right. Write it for the left. Yes. Write it for the people that are struggling with steps. And you'll be right it for the right. right. Write it for the left. Yes. Write it for the people that are garnering the strength. And you'll be right it for the right. right. Write it for the left. Yes. Write it for the people that are garnering the strength. Some say beauty is the absence of ugly. Some say beauty is the acceptance of ugly. Some say beauty itself is ugly. What are you saying? Holders of hurt, exhibitors of scars, beauty forsakes us. It takes paint and a brush on canvas to feast on truth and eat we must. On canvas, to feast on truth and eat we must. Sunshine for crumbs, wind in lungs, rain on tongues. Where rivers of the world meet, there is us cleansing, clearer. Clarity's vague from painting in caves to painting graves, pain engraved in our forever. Wrestle time but succumb to age, a mirror. Reflect them past but never responding to our people. Melanin, the sun's first love but evil suggests otherwise the sequel, a great divide between others, the wise and God, we hide in open spaces, where many faces, tongues much too heavy but tasteless, the road much too long but our longing for peace, strong like the morning breeze, carrying coffee, beans we have lost but still find fight in our breathing, healing, punching holes in the air to discover oxygen bleeding, Drunk and whole, paired in the ground, our only floor, the ceiling. Toughened souls and upright bodies, but spirits kneeling, praying, or defeated. For we are reaching nothingness, our sun still freezing, winter ice still peaking, sunlight nieces, beautiful ones yet to be born, leaders, 
who seek life in the belly of death, breeders who meet life even in the absence of breath. Some say beauty is the absence of ugly. Some say beauty itself is ugly. Some say beauty is the acceptance of ugly. What do you say? So I think I can call up my friend, um, Yako Fanda Merva. So I'll teach you guys a song, but because I can't sing, you'll have to sing it. So it's really simple. <laughs> Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. How, how many do you want to move for? Because it was starting to work. And then, when Yaku kicks off a verse, then maybe you can harmonize the part a bit lower. Is that cool? A verse? Okay, let's take it from the top. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Yo, 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 over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. In the rhythm of the marketplace, our dreams are stagnant. See despair on our father's faces and wish we hadn't. Fed the cyclic habits, tragically governing the colony, reciting them backwards and then forwards from our memories until it's difficult to hot to tell the difference between tomorrow and last week. When the voices challenge systems, we suddenly find that we can't speak. Find solace in the promises whispered from the dark streets without realizing the problem is a simple lack of heartbeat. But even social commentaries are just words by the nature. The writers of reality are forced to practice patience while hip hop sells its souls with dance of promiscuity and the poets are disclosed to remember the truth in secrecy. Dear observers in the corners of the halls of revolution, biding time by mixing rhymes between the lines of this condition while the friction of the dreamless masses steals their sleep at night. They're all just waiting for the light. Somebody give me a mic. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Life is flavorful, the opium, arabica beans What is stressing you, time when projecting your dreams But still a chip or two, essential not to fall at the seams You need to probe life, nothing's working out You work out, not talking, lift the weights I'm talking, exercising, patience when you have to wait Reflecting positively for a better mental state To win a state, to break before the breakthrough Craftsmanship and display for eons But how do you doubt you will find your proof After things you've been through, but here's to never doubt and for the daylight, the blessing of each pasture is the plain sight. The darkness of a curse is averted by a great light. The great fight, diaries, years in and late nights, podiums. It, 
die over your head. There is a beautiful place that if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place that if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place that if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Let us enter a mind game where space or time frame does not exist and face is not lost under fist and the reason to resist escapes the masses and the world keeps on turning when the stock market crashes where pacifists are hypocrites and the moral blanket is a little bit too small to fit everyone under it. Where philosophy meets science and the answers stay defiant where household violence teaches children to be silent like a time bomb wired to the purpose of life Exploding in white light through every moment of strife A knife edge balances the future on a tightrope And even slight hope is drowned in statistics and politics And numbers makes everyone a pessimist Have you got it yet? This hypothetical suggestion settled in the proverbial napkin tucked under your chin. Well, if you sure you can imagine them, let's begin. Uh, uh, over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Uh, uh, over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just transcend, I can take you there. Over your head, there is a beautiful place, and if you just Praise be to the most high, the benevolent He lights a candle in my mind to see thoughts and sit with them Rest in peace to worms that never take flight After years that I will find you sort life Your heart hits, no complaining when you're blessed Feedback, let my mates, but head hurts Word from the experts, although sounds great But you ought to solicit networks That's not to say the product doesn't product of God's works Alignment in the effort that we exert A thin line at best Advice from a higher source cause resonance is yes You know the culture, hustle hard, network and no rest. Picture smiling while you swan that's spiral in the vortex. Miss me with glorification of the process to endure stress. It's tiring. In fact, I thought we heard better when immersed in silence. Silence. Yeah. Uh, I'm the son of a preacher's son. Does that make of me the rebel or the chosen one? They say nothing is new that's under the sun between zero and one. These things that leave me gobsmacked, toss back my jawbone where I dropped it on the doormat, confused by the format. Got so much to say, but the mic is made of feedback. Echo chamber gamers are unable to make the leap that sets up the spaces for in-worlded engagement. So much kept in place by economies of hatred. Clickbait gets mileage, sick trick to smiling, slick hit to sliding. Treat me, I'm dying. Even if we could change, evolving for what? Nanobots within range, revolving door shut. Our kids might be ageless, no endings abrupt. My 16's equations, I'm solving for love. This swimming is an intellect, music of the most high. Reach to you with to rest, hoping I could hold time. Love is the drum in which my heartbeat looks the rest. Time flies, soak the ride, let's land to Budapest. Architecture they nest on my chest just in case you desire to rest. I promise I'll provide we won't a new chapter. I stabbed her with jokes. She bled laughter. I stayed her with poems until the morning after we took heed and notes written by the master. To hand them the book of 
of life Chanced up in the tantrums Handed us a future life Waited on the bread that never came home To sing for me Hearts of a lion Known to hold cuts and symphonies Leaking thoughts of a dream A goddess with a bright smile Gratified for prospect of a queen At the right time Jesus, all these broken kids Father spilled still on their lips Ghostly lies and little wisps Curl around their fingertips Raised by televangelists Mommy working triple shifts Blow the candle, build the myth Happy birthday, little sip Raise you like a monolith Slay the dragon monomyth Many meanings, homonyms Steady dreaming, ominous Stormy weather up in this Gotta be clever to figure the shit out I read about this brave new world Where seaweed drives your car into the seaweed Like a whirlwind Scammers spam your webcam with the clams You find a pearl in too early This ain't a world to raise a girl in Deeper the machine dream Deeper goes the learning Over your head there is a beautiful place just transcend, I can take you there hey, Over your head, there is a beautiful place And if you just transcend, I can take you there We all forget how we township was conceived A place for confinement of our dreams Be it the classy or the mental The two interlinked with intention Maji does see no further than the present The present, better when the inside Guaranteed dinner plates for peasants But outside, the sun ascends Struggles for a black child Peluni asidua Muso tusas chavale asidua But come election time, giri giba Tend against fashionable in beamers Maji don't wanna have it Succeeding on, married is a has-been A parent, but then again Married is subjective to a parent Who has been subjected to inequality From the past sins of past sins These black skins, bastardized but black sins That darkened our blessings Manufactured viruses that offered us the Vaccines. <laughs> Allemaal ken die ruimte isolatiebaan Dit verwijs alleen in die skare Een skaap tussen wolven Vanavond hoor jy jou naam in die klaagbaanse golven We'll freeze of a fall The leaders too greedy will never heed to the core My people too needy exemplified in the core Will these figures still Will fees ever fall? My people too needy, exactly fighting the poor. Will these figures too speedy, speedy, speedy? Will fees ever fall? My people too needy, will. <laughs> will fees ever fall? My people too needy, exactly fighting the poor. This thing is too speedy to trigger bleeding of songs, so we sing still. Protection from these fat leaders and thin shield. Don't please the learners, learn policies and spill in to kickstart the movement that aims to pass through to because the past proves that there's none more deserving than lives of black students. Deny a child schooling speaks of vicious crimes. The body takes the feet, but knowledge surpasses time. The body takes the feet, but knowledge surpasses time. The body takes the feet, but knowledge surpasses time. The body takes the feet, but knowledge surpasses time. The real fight is not in the streets, but in the mind. The body takes the feet, but knowledge surpasses time. The real fight is not in the streets, but in the mind. The body takes the feet, but knowledge surpasses time. The real fight is not in the street, but in the mind. Drums and then he started hitting the drums.
But um, that was fun. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. think we were going to do that. I had no idea we were going to do that. So I enjoyed that. So, I mean, it's always tricky when the trick is not to rehearse, you know. Um, but you did ask for something in Vinak so that we can make it like three languages. Let's do it. Let's all if it does show. Hot over the knee. It's all it's almost fresh. Like a body tea. Little me like Kibidi, Yamantia Palla Melai, Zahra Mohal, Yamanabukate, Tiboya Falla Mohokar, Mia Tikese, Sidibing Sabo to Marotuya Tuso Aine, Punta de Shompamalakabea Puso, Hatta Tidikera Mofutu Runaway Game, Dimpagia Lekata Impa, You Not Conceive and Progress, Chavasaranto, Utambukamo Somofutua Hot, Silang Mabeda Puso. One of the greatest honors of my life was when I did a, a um, what was it called Freestyle Friday for Stogie T with Peter Ender. Some of you will know about the Freestyle Friday stuff that Stogie started during lockdown. Is anyone aware of the Freestyle Friday stuff that, that Stogie did during lockdown, just to see? Yeah. So he kind of just brought the whole hip-hop community of South Africa together and he got all kinds of international cats. And every week there'd be a beat and you'd get the instrumental and then you'd sort of bust the freestyle or a written or whatever, make a video, send it to Stogie. And one thing I love about Tumi, like that guy's heart is so big, you know, like he wasn't out there during lockdown only building his own shit, like he was building a movement, like he was putting on his own Instagram feed like literally dozens of other rappers. It was about rapping. It was about like the hip hop movement. And so it was an honor for me also to be included. And I was one of the first white guys on the whole thing. And also one of the, I think also one of the only Afrikaans guys to be on the thing. And I sort of did a half English, half Afrikaans vibe. And one of the biggest honors of my life was that a lot of, a lot of like young black kids were watching that and obviously like miss, like not really getting the Afrikaans, but the amazing thing about it is that they refer to Afrikaans as Vernac. And that made me so fucking happy. It was like, like you know, that it's been my Vernac for such a long time. And Afrikaans from a white kid in the suburbs of Pretoria is a very loaded thing. It's like hard to even find a space for that voice to exist in the hip hop community. So that honestly was one of the like, just, just like this random dude saying, yo, that switch to Vernac was fire. And I'm like, hey, that is, one of the illest things anyone's ever said to me. I wasn't even looking for it or anything, you know? But it was like better than winning a Sama. It was like, you know, fuck yeah. Like I've been rapping in Afrikaans this whole time. I'm gonna read uh, a poem from this book. It's called Bat Bena Is. I made it with a friend of mine, Vikas, who's standing right next to me. Vikas is a befucked photographer. Um, and he took photographs and then I wrote poems inspired by the photographs. This poem is called Tarkovsky, actually. Because this looks like a Tarkovsky movie. Right? I'm just saying it to the two people who have seen Tarkovsky movies in the room. Um, anyone seen some Tarkovsky movies? Prove me wrong. Hey, oh, Yandere, sorry, okay, of course. Sorry, sorry, I didn't see you, Yandere. Um, I'm looking for a zoom. Okay, I'll find it now. Do you say? I'll show you the picture first. Um, Which people say I have to be this? Hey? Which people say I have to be this? Because wait. Because he's here taking photographs. Um, I haven't read this book in a while. Because, show me your photograph. This one is called 8 Zoom, um, which literally just means zoom out. 
<laughs> yeah, this one is not existing, this specific copy, copy book. This is the Chinese with the printers. Okay, maybe this, was a, maybe this was a test print, that's not how I remember. Anyway, there's a picture of, of an old dude sitting smoking a cigarette in a car. The biggest dude. So Vickers just took photographs for like a couple of years and he would send me the pictures and the ones I resonated with, I would write poems about. And this one is probably my favorite one in the, in the book. It's called Eight Zoom. It's in Bernac. Gestrand was ik so verschrikkelijk kwaad. Ik denk to myself, ik weet ons wat om te doen. Kwaadheid is net een vluchtige emotie. Laat ik beetje objective wees voor die hele ding. Beetje uitzoom en onthou dat emoties kom en gaan. Ik begin toe om uit te zoom. Ik zie myself doodstil op die rustbankse toegevouw in een boedebolk. Shame piece. Ik zoom nog so'n beetje uit en sien Pretoria vanuit die jimmele. Daar is honderde duisende mense met duisende emotiebolke, sikke emotiekomberse of many colors. Partij is achter in een bakkie ingeprop, drie mense per vierkante meter. Partij vry terwijl een ander mense dink. Partij speel soccer in Magnolia Dal. Partij steel kinders by die spur. Partij snak na asem, want hulle is allergies vir nieuwe verf. Ek weifer allemaal met die uitdrukking op, uitdrukking op my gezicht, wat veronderstel is om my innige empathie uit te beeld. Maar ek vermoed het lyk meer soos die onrustige gruinslag van iemand wat pijn probeer wegsteek, of een gewelddadige kak inhou. Ek probeer vir allemaal sê, doe maar jylle, dit is net emoties. Dit is net een hoogelik in tyd. Dit gaan ook kei wees. Ek denk ek is evens te ver uitgezoom vir enig iemand om my te sien of te hoor, want niemand reageer rechtig nie. Op die internet het Candy Chang en Robert Waldinger my help verstaan dat dat twee dinge is wat ons werkelijk gelukkig kan maak as mense. Tyd en mekaar. Tyd en mense vir wie ons lief is. Dis wat ek het. Ek het nie precies wat volgende gebeur het nie. Ek denk my duim het geglui op die zoom knopje of iets. Want skielik spin die landskap so effens en nou sien ek iets soos die aardbol voor my drijf, nie heeltemal in focus nie, en ook nie meer deel van die tydlijn wat ek heltemal kan verstaan nie. Iemand vluister pale blue dot in my oor, en nou beweeg binnen skielik white fucking vinnig. Ek verloor heltemal beheer oor die zoomfunksie, die uitzoombrok binnen splitsekord is te groot vir een brein om te bestuur. Ek beweeg uit en uit, verby wat ook al God mag wees, verby tyd, verby alles. As die nanobot immortality project nie uitwerk nie, sal allemaal wat ek ken en voor lief is oor 100 jaar wegwees, heeltemal weg, tyd en mekaar. Die waarheid sink in, niks maak saak nie. Ek klim in die bed, sonder om my tanden te borsel en slaap soos ek klip. In die ochend het iemand die lens net weer soort van in focus gestel en ek kon onthou vir wie ek lief is en waarvoor ek nog, waarvoor ek nog uitsien in die toekomst. Ek steek een sigaret aan en probeer om op te hou bewe van hoe bang ek is vir die fucking zoom knopje. So I think I'll do like another short one and then I'll have to direct everybody to the album. So like Yaku said, uh, I am part of the band uh, Flexo DNI. So we put out some music in 2020 and it's called Pieces of a Struggle. Time holds us captive. Confront our demons with ink, but these pens are passive. Natural born peacemakers, the train of war is passing. 
Crawling forward in reverse, time is off the essence, minutes before birth, we are told that seconds come first. These hours and hours. Before four, before five, before six o'clock in the dark, before the wise men came with clocks, the moon had long been no o'clock, and she is wise. The position of the sun rise told this time, but time has told. We ought to reposition the mind of the sun. Black is bright. Black accommodates light. Our wishes are stars and black is night. Black is life. Black will triumph and black is just right. Right us on time's hand. Eternity will lead us back to our future. Black to our beginning. We know our genesis and exodus. We speak in a language of time. Though history holds us hostage, we host age in young veins. Our mouths are caves, these tongues are blades, stabbing history, hoping it bleeds our tails. 500 years, and all we have mastered is being slaves. The same scenes, different timelines, deja vu. Sometimes, when days are dark, friends are few. But most times, when friends are dark, Days of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence Ferrer on the synthesizers. <laughs> and Kalimbas and hand drums and other Thank you so much for coming out, um, and we don't just say that. Thank you for coming out. Um, thank you, Hank and Celeste, for hosting us. Um, it's been an honor. Um, it's always nice to do things impromptu, not plan too much, um, because it's honest, you know? Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you, man. We hope you guys have enjoyed the sort of mental and spiritual journey. And this is a, a part of a series of shows we're calling World Play, the World Play Sessions where we, the, the vision is basically to let music and poetry be a vibe together. Mm. I don't know, it's, it's fun, right? Like, I think we should do more. Like, I know there's more poets in the room who are also thinking like, yeah, oh, I could do that. And I still have that home ground advantage because I play in two bands with Lauren, so once or twice, I did a rhyme that he's heard before, you know? But uh, <laughs> next time, like, let's bring somebody from he and I in, you know, like, we can do even more mashing up, even of the musicians, like, musician. For sure. That's a vibe. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned and we'll invite you when we do this kind of thing again. If you want to buy one of those also books, please buy it, but also give them back if you're not going to buy them. And then, uh, yeah, God bless you. When I do a push-up, it feels like I'm pushing my body up out of the grave. With every push, I extend the time that I won't have to lie in that hollow in the earth. I haven't done a push-up in like at least three months, you know? You know? You know, I mean, no, but really, like, do you know what I mean? And um, in this push-upless time of my life, I just want to say that I, 
yeah, I just want to say that I understand and um, this particular biochemical algorithm, to quote Yuval Noah Harari, sitting here alone in a room in, in Pretoria, <laughs> in Pretoria, South Africa, is extending love to the biochemical algorithm that happens to be listening to this. Um, doing a podcast is so weird. It's like you're addressing everyone. And my friend Mornay said it's, it sounds, my first episode sounds like I'm doing an, in a long intimate voice note. <laughs> so whoever you are, wherever you are, at whichever time you happen to be listening to this, I am sending you love. And I, I mean, you know, I feel like I mean that. It's a weird thing, like a lot of artists, you know, who have 10 million followers do that thing of like sending love to all their fans and stuff. That's not what I mean now. I just mean like if you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, this might be a little bit ASMR as well because I'm, I think I'm speaking quite softly. I've, I've drank, I've drunken, I've drinked, I've drinketh, I've dranketh at least one and a half bottles of wine this, this evening. Well, it's not evening anymore. It's, it's past midnight now, but, um, oh no, it's not. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like, uh, half past 11, but you know, in COVID times that feels like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, just want to say that I do. Yeah, fuck, empathy. I feel that shit. One of my favorite uh, podcasters in the world is a dude called Blind Boy. Blind Boy? That's not a good Irish accent. I, I have no idea how to do an Irish accent. But uh, I must have spent at least, you know, a hundred more than a hundred hours in that dude's company. Uh, just from listening to his podcast, Blind Boy. If you ever happen to listen to this, I send you love too. But uh, yeah, he calls this. It's not a. It's not a pandemic. It's a. It's a mental health pandemic. I think that's what he calls it. There's so many of us who are really struggling with the darkness in this time. So yeah. I have no idea if this will help anybody and I don't know if I'm going to actually put this into a podcast, but maybe I will, maybe I won't, who knows. It's the emergence podcast after all things emerge from unexpected places. I see this little voice note thing that I'm making is already four minutes long. I, th I should probably stop now. If I do include this anyway, it'll be like sort of right at the end as a little surprise, <laughs> maybe. I don't know if this should be in the second episode of my podcast. Uh, life. Uh, fuck. Anyway, I'm alive. I'm alive. If you're out there and you're listening to this, love is a thing that evolved in sapiens, apparently, so that men wouldn't leave pregnant women. Apparently, that is the true origin of love. Um, 
but I, I, I mean, I might, you know, I stand, I stand willing to be corrected, but apparently that's where love comes from. And I must be honest with you, there is no one that I love more in the entire earth and universe than my two-year-old baby girl and my wife. In fact, tonight when we were eating dinner together, I started crying a little bit and I had not drank and dranketh, drinketh any wine yet. I just started crying a little bit because of how much I loved the two of them. And uh, yeah, so I'm feeling, as Bjork would say, all is full of love. I'm feeling a little bit full of love in the face of a super dark night. Um, yeah, fuck. Anyway, and yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, people that I know have died recently and uh, not just COVID related, just some other, other, other deaths. Mortality is this thing that just, like most deaf says, you know, we're all heading in the same direction. That's the way he talks about it. I just listened to the first sort of pilot episode of uh, most deaf and Talib Kweli, sorry, Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli and Dave Chappelle's new podcast is called Midnight Miracle. It's on uh, Luminary. I haven't, I, I'm not going to probably do any paywall kind of things. Maybe, who knows? I've missed Sam Harris. I've also just sort of missed listening to podcasts in the last year that hasn't really been a part of my life. Um, like I mentioned, I haven't really done any push-ups and that was the one time where I used to listen to music and a little bit of podcasts. But I would listen to podcasts mostly when I was driving and now I live 20 minutes away from the place where I work. Plus, there's a lot of work from home happening, so I haven't really listened to any podcasts in a while. Anyway, this... I don't know if I listen back to this, if I'm going to be brave enough to put this in a podcast. Knowing myself, it's a, it's a bit of a 50-50. There's a, there's, <laughs> it's a good chance I'm just going to fucking put this on. And there's a good chance that I'm going to edit this and not put it on. I don't even fucking know. But the chance is probably higher that I would just put this on. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird eight minute voice note directly to your ears. I have no idea what effect that would have or if it would diminish chances of people returning to this podcast or increase it. <laughs> Probably diminish, but you know, maybe for that reason I would put it on. My friend Tumi Molekani, also known as Stogie T, uh, keeps calling me a contrarian. He says like my default mode is to subvert things and to be otherwise on purpose. You know, maybe that's my vibe. Maybe I'm here to disrupt shit. Anyway, here's an eight minute voice note. I have no idea what I'm going to do with this. I've recorded it with the idea of a podcast in mind, quite obviously, but I'm also not entirely sober. Anyway, God is love. God doesn't exist. <laughs> maybe God exists. Love is everywhere, like Bjork said, all is full of love. And uh, like Trent Reznor said, why do you get all the love in the world? <laughs>